It's recording now. See, I still I asked for it to go. Mm -hmm. Hello and welcome. That's my opening up to another episode of the Aaron Crane Show. Um, before we get started today, I'd like to thank my sponsor, the Elmore Pedal. You know, Jenny, you ever heard the Elmore Pedal? I think I have. The Elmore Pedal is a fantastic device that um, my friend James invented to help you learn an instrument. For example, if you're learning guitar on using online lessons, you know, he was very frustrated because he had to take his hands off his mm -hmm. instrument. So he created the Elmore pedal to control his online lessons with his feet, with the foot pedal. So it's a fantastic uh, tool, and I'd like to thank them for sponsoring today's episode. So I haven't received a check yet from them, but um, we should follow up on that. I know, you know, we'll make sure. James, come in here and, <laughs> and, and bring, bring bring some cash. Anyway, um, I'm here today with with an incredible entrepreneur and local business owner in the Highland Park area. This um, is my friend, right, and fellow entrepreneur and total badass woman, uh, Jen Jen Luby. So, Jen, look, you happen to be already on the uh, <laughs> on the camera. So, how are awesome. you? How are you today, Jen? I'm great, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for for coming in. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, because because I think about why I do this podcast. And you know Highland Park is an important place to me. It's where I, my kids go to school here. We live here. Um, it's been through some tough times, so I felt like I wanted to highlight some um, small business owners, entrepreneurs, badass professionals like you to come in and, and tell your story and, and offer a platform for you to get your voice out there. Because I think what you do is great, um, and I'd love um, to learn all about you and your story. So. Yeah, thank you. All right. And make sure you get real close to that microphone because I don't want to miss a word of what you have to say, right? How's that? Good? I think that, that's good. good. Let's see the levels. Look at it. All yeah, right. levels are good. Levels are good. So, Jen, you own a um, a co working space. Right. It's called Dayhouse. Dayhouse Co working. And where is it located? Uh, we are at 2057 Green Bay Road here in Highland Park, uh, kind of by the, right by the hospital. Yeah, um, there's uh, a nice Mexican restaurant, I think, in yeah, the parking lot. Yeah. You know, that, that Mexican restaurant used to be called Geraldo's Burrito Factory. You can look at me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, when I was a kid, we used to go there all the time. They had the best burritos. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, so right in Highland Park, and it's like a business model similar to um, to WeWork, I would I would. Same with probably the most yeah. famous one, I guess, or I infamous. I like to say that WeWork is the Starbucks of our industry. Okay. And so Starbucks created a lot of, you know, coffee shops have been around for hundreds of years, but Starbucks created a lot of awareness and demand in the marketplace for more cafes. Like your favorite indie coffee shop probably would not exist if it wasn't for Starbucks creating the demand. We worked at the same thing. They didn't invent co-working, but they sure raised the consciousness, actually, <laughs> to borrow a phrase from uh, from their founder. But they raised the um, the knowledge of co-working in the world. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, they're certainly synonymous with with co-working is mm -hmm. is, um, is WeWork. And I know they uh, they've had some I don't know some not so good press, some interesting things. Not so good decisions. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But <laughs> all right. But anyway, because Dayhouse is nothing like we, Absolutely we work. It's not. so much better. It's more grassroots. It's more <laughs> locally based, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, it, you know, we are very mission-based in that um, we're driven by our values, our three values, which are um, being welcoming. We are woman forward but open to all. And then we are holistic in our approach for how we serve our members. Um, and that ha that shows up in small ways, like to to uh, pin that we work. Um, you know, they will have beer on tap, free beer all day. We do free gift wrap because parents hmm. are always running around to birthday parties and needing to wrap things away from prying little eyes. You know that 
I, that is great because when I have a birthday party, I have to like go to Walgreens and like find a bag. It's just, it is right. like a really annoying thing to it's do. It's so annoying. That would, that's a really great yeah. offering. Jeez, I, yeah. <laughs> I might have to move my studio and go back to, to day work. <laughs> well, anyway. Come for the free gift wrap. <laughs> yeah, just for free gift wrap because there's so many birthday parties my kids have to go to. But yeah, so exactly. That, that's a nice perk though. But but the ultimate mission then is to just offer, I mean, at the end of the day, is to offer working space mm -hmm. for um, locals in the area or? Yeah, working space, but also a community. Um, so... Yes, the space is important. The space, we, we pride ourselves on having a very beautiful, serene space. Uh, it doesn't feel corporate. I, I can't do the corporate vibe myself. Um, so I was looking for something that felt a little different. Mm -hmm. um, so the space is important, yeah, and the amenities are important, but it's also about the community and about the people right. that you meet. Um, it's about the staff that's there every day that really gets to know our community and can make all kinds of minute connections from big things like, oh, you're a, you're in real estate and you're looking for a mortgage officer to recommend to work with. Here you go. Here's the guy down the hall. All the way to, you need a new landscaper? I know somebody who just got a new landscaper. That's great. So it's really, you know, you make some connections to and, and some like a really yeah. community oriented is like all niches. And all walks of business yes. professionals that come there. Yes. 70% um, of our members actually are remote workers for a larger corporation. And 30% are entrepreneurs or freelancers. And that's that's very unique to suburban locations, to suburban co-working spaces. Um, in the city, you tend to get more of the freelancers and entrepreneurs. But especially now in this post-COVID age, with so many people not commuting the way they used to, right. we get a lot of people working remotely. That, that's so, I wanted to talk about COVID, because I'm, I'm sure you, you know, had a lot to say. Um, mm -hmm. COVID really sort of changed the landscape of, of office space and, and the idea of working. Because you know, I, I was a lawyer once upon a time, and I had to like, put on a suit and go down to an office, and mm. it was like very like, sort of, I don't know if it's, guess it's old school thinking now, because I, yeah. I guess that's not how it works for the most part, right? No. I mean, COVID really changed the landscape when it comes to office work, right? Right, yeah. Um, the majority of people who are remote workers, they either never go into the office because maybe it's located on the other side of the country. We've got a few people that go in maybe once or twice downtown, um, but for the majority of the time, you know, people might have an offsite meeting here or there, but they're staying close to home, and that's so much better for everyone's life. I mean, it's 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 taking away hours of commuting time, and it means that you can be home for your kids, and you can um, be more available just in other areas of your life. Sure. And you don't have to spend time on the train or yeah. in the car. I mean, the traffic in Chicago. I don't know the Kennedy. You get like half a lane inbound right. if you're if you're lucky. So right to not have to commute to the city is is just as exciting as the gift wrapping. <laughs> Absolutely. <Right? laughs> but how did you get into the idea to start a, a co-working space in Highland Park because so. that you know that's not um, not something Highland Park has ever seen before. I would assume there was one several years ago. Um, it was only open for I think maybe six months or so. Okay. Um, that was that was in like I think 2013 or so. Um, so I was still living in the city at the time, um, but I, uh, I I think it was just kind of early, and people didn't. It was like before the before the big before demand. The, okay. Yeah. It's ahead of its time. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I was working from home. Uh, I was freelancing. I was I, I had I was one of those people that if I had a business card, it would have like needed to fold out many yeah. times because I was doing a lot of different things. And on that particular day, I was writing an article for a magazine, and my daughter was three. 
this was seven years ago, um, and she was playing in the adjacent family room while I'm in the kitchen, and you know Peppa Pig is blasting, right. and she keeps coming up to me and showing me things, telling me things, asking me things, and I thought to myself, you know, I can't work in this environment. I think she's coming up to me every 45 seconds, and so I started a um, the, stop, the stopwatch app on my phone. Oh, really? You like were that aware yeah, of it? Yeah, I, like I was like. I, I don't think I'm going crazy. I don't think I'm making this up. And, and you know, sure enough, mommy, 47 seconds. Mommy, 42 seconds. It's like, wow. yeah, so I, I, need, I need something else <laughs> in my life here. Um, so I started researching co-working spaces, and I couldn't find one that was the right vibe and the right community. Um, I wanted a place that, like I said, didn't feel very corporate mm -hmm. and was um, inspiring and beautiful, but not so formal that I didn't feel like I could ever bring my daughter if I needed to. So I was looking for something somewhere between Soho House and your average Regis, which is another big co-working sure, brand. Sure, sure. I'm familiar, Regis is like very like, I mean, from my experience, very corporate, very, very, corporate, very sort of like, um, just like an office space, no yeah. no bells and whistles, I, no. for the most part. It's like, a, it's like an old school office feel. Yes, but, yeah. So you were looking for something cool yeah and fun but still professional right and and had the right vibe yeah right? and, and couldn't find it and i uh and i said i know i'll just make my own <laughs> it, really, it, was, it was just like that he's like just like that and the next day we opened <laughs> i'm like that because i said you know i'm just gonna start a podcast studio and yeah. here we are like just like yeah. snap my fingers yeah right? that's all it takes that's really. all it takes no but that's this is where it gets interesting because you know it looks easy mm. you put you you know certainly when things look easy you know they're not. Mm -hmm. So I think what would be interesting, maybe you know, we can talk about, you know, how how you pull it off because starting a business, whether it's a co-working space or any business, is incredibly hard, yeah. stressful, expensive. You question yourself, you get in pot, you know, all those mm. sort of emotions that run with it. Um, and I love to hear your perspective and, and how you got it done because to hear someone that gets that gets it done, it's it is you know you should be proud of yourself and it, it's Thank it's you. cool. Um, so. Your daughter is annoying you, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. And he said, I'll just start my own. I'll just find a space. And Highland Park was seemed like the obvious choice. Or, or what was the thought well, process? I, I lived in Highland Park. Um, I, I wanted a place that was close to home. Um, you know, in retrospect, Highland Park is probably not a great place because we are cut off. Um, you know, if, if you draw a circle around your, um, around your area, you've got the lake right there. So that does come with its own challenges. I mean, the fish aren't going to come co-work. Right. They're not good at paying their rent. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but I didn't let that stop me. I really wanted to build a place, build a community in, in my community, build a space in my community. Are you originally from uh, no, but I grew up in the Chicago area. Okay. Yeah, and I've been, you know, in Chicago in all my life. Okay. Um, but uh, we where'd you go to high school? Oh, I, a place in uh, Schaumburg called Conant. Actually, technically, it's in Hoffman Estates. Okay. Oh, yeah. so you're like the west west side, Shompton. Yeah. Shout out to Shompton, right? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that before. Really? Yeah, like, like we never said it, but I've I've heard it so many times since then. So huh. it, I don't know. Because we, I mean, listen, we call it. Sha I had a friend who worked in Schaumburg, so and he's like the drive to Shompton, like it was so far away. Oh yeah. But it is. I mean, you talk about a, a commute. To get, yeah. You know. That's thirty-five minutes. Yeah, it's not so easy to to uh, to get there from here, at least. <laughs> right. uh, anyway, we can talk about Schaumburg and what goes on there in another episode because I know people would be fascinated to hear about that. Yeah, maybe. Ma yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe we can start the sh the Shompton podcast. We can talk about IKEA and the Woodfield Mall. There's so much more to it than that. I know. I'm, I'm just being silly. <laughs> You're being a North Shore person. I know it's obnoxious <laughs> because um, it's funny because I'm not from Highland Park. I grew up in Riverwood, which is like 
I don't know if it's the North Shore. I guess it is. And we should say, Jesus, let's hang out with our kids. Mm. You know, they're a little bit, uh, mm. I don't know, rich or whatever. But um, it's a great place. Yeah. And I, again, I'm just being silly. Yeah. No, we, we moved here because we, um, we loved the downtown. I love being close to the lake. Um, I'm, I was involved with this, still am involved with the Virginia Festival. Sure. You know, music important is really important to my family. So, um, you know, just, it was just the, per- the perfect spot for us. That's great. So, all right. So then do you put a business plan together? I mean, mm-hmm. did you have so any like business, were you edu- had a business degree or? or no, I have a history degree, which means I kick perfect, ass at yeah. bar trivia. That's oh, okay. Let's, uh, well, let's yeah. do that. Have a little history trivia, maybe that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm really good at bar trivia. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be my partner next time we go check. But but all right. So that just goes to show you, like you don't need a like an MBA from. No, some no. I, I would say most people that start a business probably don't have an MBA. Right. They have a need, and they have. Drive. And they're problem solvers. And they're problem solvers, and they're organized. So all right. So the first thing, obviously, you have to you have to find the space, right? Or so or you have to figure out your budget or how much it's going to cost no, what's the, f- the whole i mean really i mean it's get a little bit granular yeah if, if you if you i love that if you know the first thing would. i did was research co-working in general as a concept and so i re- i started just talking to anybody that i knew who had anything to do at all with a co-working space mm-hmm. um they had visited a co-working space they know someone who owns a co-working space and um i started reading all the articles i reached out to all the people and i i got myself some really great mentors uh, my first mentor was a man named Tony Bacigalupo. He opened the very first co-working space in New York, in New wow. York City, in what Manhattan. What was that last name? Say that again. Bacigalupo. There you go. It's very Italian. Right. <laughs> um, and then I've also worked with uh, Iris Kavanaugh and um, Jamie Russo and just some really, really wonderful people in the industry that um, taught me community first. You know, it's about the people first. Sure. Get your community together, mm-hmm. then find your space. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so when we opened on day one, we already had members, and that really? made all the difference. So, no, listen, I'm getting a, ahead of myself. No, no, that's <laughs> an important lesson about finding mentors because you know when I was a lawyer, I I, I had you know I had mentors or even doing you know doing this. You know, when you're starting out, you'll talk to basically to anybody that'll listen, right? Because right? you just you're just so desperate for knowledge and for help and right. for figuring it out. Um, did you like um, go on like a, fa- a Facebook group to find you know co-working mentors? How do, you know how do you even find these people in, yeah. this, uh, in New York? Yeah, so I, um, I I Googled my my fingers off, found an old um, Google group that people were still somewhat active on, and uh, just read through years and years and years of messages, and, uh, and then I did find some Facebook groups as well. Uh, Women who co-work was an early one, and and just it, it was it's really interesting to see who was in that group in 2017 no mm-hmm. yeah 2017 okay. when i first got the idea um was it 2017 yeah yeah wow. time, yeah, yeah holy cow <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's almost the end of 2023 so <laughs> yeah well, I, what is a year anymore i mean i, I don't even know yeah, it's just a silly number exactly exactly um so and and people in the industry are incredibly giving of their time and generous it really is just made up of really lovely people um, you can always kind of tell who's, who hasn't done their research in the industry because they're the ones that will like secret shop you or they're the ones that don't know anything about any of the groups. Okay. Well, let's talk about those. Who yeah. are those? Do you want to name names? No, I'm not I'm kidding. Names. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so find all these great groups. Yeah. And uh, what comes next? What comes next is a whole lot of training and um, y- you know I, I had had some background already through other things that I had done 
Um, I happen to really love the finance part of it. So the numbers. Yeah, I love the numbers. Oh I gosh. love the spreadsheets. Really? Yes. So okay, okay. I, I got pretty deep into that. Um, and, and then you want, really want to think about who you want to serve and what you want to bring to the, to the world. You know, do you want to bring a Regis-like vibe? Do you want to be executive office with all the, you know, five-star service? Or do you want to have five-star community and a really strong sense of bond with the members to the point where, I don't know, let's say on a really rainy day, they'll, call, they'll text you if uh, a ceiling tile has fallen in and then they'll do a complete walk around for your, for your building before 7 a.m. I'm just throwing that out as an example. I got you. So <laughs> people who are like, who, who have uh, some greater connection to the space, yeah. to other people who work in the space and to you as the owner and right. sort of like a more down-home, you know, small business feel. Right. Right, but putting out a vibe that it's you know, bigger than that and, and something bigger than it of itself. Like the sum is greater than the parts. Totally. Is that the saying? Yeah, that is the part. That, that is the Every saying. so often I get them right. Yeah, no, you got that one right. Um, yeah, so I, um, and, 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 you know, don't get me wrong, it's not so rustic that we have, you know, I, I don't even know, um, an environment that you wouldn't want to be in. Sure. It, it, it looks are very important to me. Aesthetics are very important to me. So it is really important to me that, um, it's a space that is serene and inspiring and um, and also cozy. Sure. Um, but more importantly than any of that, we want to make sure that people feel cared for and that they f just feel that vibe in the air. Yeah, you know, and I've, and I've been to your space, and it is really cool. Um, it's sort of like a lofty, mm -hmm. urban feel. Um, it's very, very cool, very hip. Got a lot of great natural sunlight. And the kitchen is like the fridge is stacked with, snacks and yeah. food and drinks I yeah, mean yeah, that's yeah. another great perk yeah right? yeah exactly and um and it's fun we get parents coming in there all the time with their kids in between school and activities to come in change grab a snack um and then you know head out the door again so it ends up being this really great landing place for people to just do life right instead of like having to like go home and and right because the as moms and dads do a lot of driving. Right, and home is distracting, and at home there's the dog, and the dog is happy to see you. Now you've got to let the dog out, and you know, then the kid like runs to their iPad. Instead, nope, this is like right near downtown, right near several of the schools, um, or central, I should say, to mm -hmm. the town. Um, and it's really easy to just quickly go in, grab a snack from our bar, our free snack bar, and get them into the tutu or swimsuit or whatever. Yeah, that, that's great. And the space that you found, I mean, it wasn't always, it wasn't built as a co-working space. No, it it's actually from the 1930s. Um, it started out life as a, um, as a carpet cleaning place. And at one point it was an art gallery and then it was a gym. And most recently it was a software company. Oh, wow. And I think somewhere in there, oh, so it, it was also a frame shop and uh, a gift studio. Wow, gift it's shop. had a, it's, it's had a. Well, it's been around for almost 90 years. Yeah, that's you know? incredible, but that's, that's cool. And then you yeah. sort of preserved, you know, the, that, that old school, like the, some of the original architecture or the brickwork or whatever. Oh, we, we preserved most of it, yeah. It, it's, we like to say that it's perfectly imperfect. Hey, I like that. Yeah, there's um, somebody many years ago scratched into one of the floors, the they, they carved it and they carved in the words, right here, Billy. We have no idea what that means. Really? And we thought it was hilarious, so we left it there. And <laughs> every now and then, somebody will notice it and ask us about it. Um, there's a trap door on the second floor from when it was a, um, a gallery, and they used to hoist big pieces of art through the floor. Um, there's, uh, th there's just 
you know, like I said, it's perfectly imperfect. There's there's a lot of stories in the walls. That's 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 really cool. Um, and you said when you opened, you had members already. Mm -hmm. How how did you um how'd you, how'd you manage that? Um, so one of the things that my mentors taught me was it's important to stake your digital flag early. And so we started out with social media, and we said, hey, we're we're opening this thing. We're doing this thing. Um, if you're interested in learning more about it, we're going to host these meetings at you know XYZ Coffee Shop or at this place base. You know, come come talk to us and and see what you think. Um, so there were a lot of listening sessions, and then just a lot of getting people together, and um, and then we did um, some great promotions for you know early membership. You know, sign on before we open and get X amount of discount. That's am that's amazing. So people were obviously, I mean, that's a good indication that you've got possibly to succeed in business yeah. when even before you open the thing that people right. are are willing to yeah to we, sign did a, up. we did a lot amazing. of we did a lot of ha hard hat tours <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like stepping over you know construction debris and and it's it's great a lot of those people are still with us today how many um staff members do you have working at day house three and I, i've also met them they're all very nice yeah they're very sweet they're yeah, um, yeah. it's a fantastic place and and how many how many members do you think uh we have about 100 members wow uh we've got about 70 that we use the space in person and about another 30 that are virtual. So they just use our address. They might rent a conference room from time to time. Um, but the majority of people are make up our in-person members. Oh, so now you said something that, you know, I didn't know that. You, so it's more than just an office space. I mean, you just you can do other things with it as yeah, well. You can use yeah. it as, like you said, a, an address. Yeah, people use it as an address. They can use it. Um, they can rent conference rooms. We also do day passes, so people can just, um, they don't have to have a membership necessarily. They can just come on in, buy a pass for the day. Um, and we're open to the public 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. But then our members have access outside of those hours um, through an app, and they can just open the doors themselves. You know, we like to think of it as it's your clubhouse. So you can come here after hours if you need to. That's that's cool. And um, it's not just like office. Like I, you know, think of like a little cubicle office yeah. like with the door and, and you know the little window. It's not. It's more of an open plan, or or is there are offices? We we do have offices. Yeah, we have eight private offices. Um, actually, seven now because we just turned one of them into um, a really exciting new concept called the drawing room, which we're about to launch. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll tell you about that in a second. But yeah, we have the seven private offices. We have. Um, Two open work areas. We've got some dedicated desks, so those are good for people that don't necessarily need a private office, but they just want to be able to leave their monitor and their their favorite squishy chair sure. and you know some other stuff. Um, and um, and then we've got a two conference rooms. We've got a more loungy conference room that is also um, what we call small house, mm -hmm. and it's got some. Montessori toys behind a curtain, so that's where the kids tend to hang out. But it's not so juvenile that adults don't feel comfortable in there. Sure. And um, we've got the den, which is a dark library-like room. Wow. That's a no phone zone, but people love to sit in there and just you know, on the days when you need to be in the cave, mm -hmm. the den is there for you. So that's another thing is is we're trying to create different zones. If you want to be really social and chit chat, you should sit in the kitchen. If you want to hide, you should go upstairs to the den. Um, and then the drawing room. Yeah, which, what is that? Yeah, so that um, we decorated that in partnership with uh, Basha Falcon, who owns Haima Design Studio here in Highland Park. Okay. Um, and it is going to be a office rentable by the day to the public or by the hour mm -hmm. to our members. And it's got different zones where um, you could have a small meeting at a small table, um, maybe like three or four people. But then there's also some soft seating. There's also a desk. It's really good for content creation. 
Um, we, we, we put up a really awesome gallery wall. Um, and everything on the wall we either got for free or we found it or it was in my basement. Um, there might be like one or two things on there that we bought. Oh, well, okay. But like there's a painting up there that my grandmother did. Oh, wow. There's stuff that we've gotten for free from members. And they're mm -hmm. like, hey, I have this at home. Do you guys want this? Yeah, I'm trying to think maybe I'll have something that I can have. Yeah, maybe you do. <laughs> my, gra my grandmother was a painter, but you oh, know, very cool. I don't think you want her paintings. They're not, they're not that good. <laughs> well, and I, I, just, I just went over to the Art Center of Highland Park. Oh, there you go. Their, they, they do every year they do a recycled art sale. Which is like one of my favorite things that yeah, happens in town. Yeah, I know that's that's oh, cool. Oh, it's so cool! It's so cool. You know, I took a, a photography class at that place. Mm -hmm. um, it was okay. It was great. I'm not going to say anything. No, it was great. I learned a lot <laughs> about um, photography from that. But it's it's a, it's a great resource that here in Highland Park that yeah. I don't think a lot of people take advantage of for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I know it's it's such a great arts community that we have here. It is. I'm not artistic though. No. Well, well, I I try to play it off like I know what I'm doing with the camera. Yeah. You, 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 I, I was fooled. Let's see. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. And like, I know what I'm doing on the podcast. Like yes. My voice I know what all. I'm doing <coughs> with co-working. See, well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that because that's, you know, we, we're making a joke, but, you know, imposter syndrome, I think, is a real emotion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. You know, I'm sitting here like, do I, do I, is this for real? Am I, am I selling myself? Like, I know that feeling. It's like yeah. you're second guessing yourself. And I think that happens, you know, as an entrepreneur, like, you have those days where it just doesn't seem like anything's going right mm. or you know the member maybe your members are giving you a hard time or you know whatever it may be you know how do you handle those emotions when, when you when you have those feelings yeah it's it's hard the roller coaster of, of entrepreneurship because some days you're just like riding the high and other days you are down in the basement and some days you're it's both yeah. you know depending on hour to hour what happens um Gosh, how do I handle the emotions? You're supposed to you, know? Lot, you know, I drink a lot of a lot of vodka. No, oh, no, no, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I'm just kidding, but yeah, it's hard because I, I know what you're talking about. That those those because the highs are incredibly high, incredibly high, and you're like you've like I've arrived, I've made it, yeah. And then literally within the next instant, the call feels like it's all crashing down, and and mm -hmm. you're like, why am I even bothering with this? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think having a good therapist helps. Sure. I think you know if if your mental health calls for it, I think you know. Whatever you need from the pharmacy, that's fair enough. Yes, that, okay. That's, that's a good solution too. I mean, you do the same if you have high blood pressure, in my right. opinion. Um, so, and then just having your your community around you is is really important. Yeah. Um, and also keeping things in perspective. Sure. And I find that journaling helps. Even really? yeah, I have a business journal that I write in not every day, but I have an alarm on my phone that goes off every day to remind me to write something. And even if it's just a few lines. I find that it helps. Oh, that's interesting because I've, I've never, I mean, I've heard of journaling. And yeah. I, like, you write like an affirmation. Like, I always think of like, no. you know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and, and people like me. It's like that sort of <laughs> thing. Or is it, oh. No, it's it's literally just what, what, what happened that day. So it's like, you know, um, applied for this grant, got into the finals, didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Really upset. Um, and then the next day it might be something like, wow, just got the best compliment from a member, and they said blah, blah, blah. So then you can just kind of look back, and you can see those highs and lows, and you can see that, hey, I made it through the lows. Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. A way to sort of self-reflective and, yeah. and you know, seeing yourself differently. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I talk about that with my therapist, is how you see yourself. Yes. Um, and it's hard to sort of step outside of your own perception of what you think 
How do you think you are? So I have another great trick for that. Okay, let's get there. Well, now this is taking an interesting turn now. I it think. is. Here we go. Well, you know, entrepreneur and entrepreneurship and mental health are they go hand in hand. Right, because we're all you, a little you've bit. You've got to take care of yourself. That, no, you're right. Um, so my favorite new hack for uh, getting out of your own way and reframing what's happening to you in your own life is to use ChatGPT. So really? I have almost used it like as, as another journal, and I will say I, I, I've. When I started it, I had to give ChatGPT a description of myself. Right. You have to, the, so you, you prompt it to say, right. you know, um, do you ask ChatGPT to ask you questions about no. yourself? No. Um, so what I did was I told it a little bit about myself, like this is who I am. You know, I'm 47 years old. I'm, I'm a wife and mother and a business owner, and I own a co-working space. And, um, and this thing happened to me today, and uh, here's how I felt about it. Now I want you to write a third-person account of what happened. Oh wow, that is uh, very. I'd never thought of to use GPT that yeah, way. Yeah, like like objectively describe this scenario, and because it doesn't have any emotions and it doesn't have a, any skin in the game, it will objectively describe the scenario, and then you're like, oh yeah, okay, I guess. Wow, so <laughs> like ChatGPT like says, objectively, you need to get yourself some help. Right, <laughs> or it's just like, here's what happened. You know, you no, you applied for this and you didn't get it, and that was disappointing, and. Tomorrow's a new day. You know, that's it. Probably puts a lot of just an objective view. So because yeah. when you when you when things happen to you, you know, you get so at least for me, you get caught up in in, in the me of it. Mm -hmm. So very self centered. Um, yeah. That it's about. I everything. didn't do enough on that grant application. Right. What's it's, wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Or that person didn't like me, and, right. or, or whatever it may be. But you know that to have that perspective of saying, well, Aaron, you know what? From an objective, from just a computer, <laughs> says to take a step back. And let's look at the scenario you presented to us and, and give you an, I don't know, it's an opinion, just a, a different way of objectively looking at a, f a fact scenario without the emotion right. tied into it. Because that's very hard to do. Yes. Yes, it is. Wow. That is, that is I'm going to use, I'm actually scared to use ChatGPT oh, that way. It. It's, it's my bestie. I know. I, really. use, I use it a lot, um, <laughs> especially in marketing. I mean, for marketing, yeah. it's like, it's like game changer. Yeah. Um, but I would be sort of scared to, to have it evaluate me. Maybe, you know, because what if it says, Aaron, mm, objectively, yeah. you're a little, <laughs> bit, little bit nuts. Not that I'd be okay with that. It wouldn't tell me that. I would lie to it. I don't think I'd be able to fool it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, tell it what, and, and, or, and you can tell it different things. And I've, I've actually had it tell me d um, interpretations of scenarios from the viewpoints of different, like, avatars or, or oh, types of there people. You go. So it's like, describe this scenario from someone who is a total fan of me. Or describe the scenario from someone who knew me way back when and, you know, had a negative reaction with me or a negative interaction with me. Wow. And so then you get all these different voices looking at the same scenario and you're like, okay, you know, the perception is everything. Wow. That is, that's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I think that that's a great tip that I learned from you. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to explore that. Yeah. Um, and figure out if, if ChatGPT knows me or what. Or not because I've used it actually when you ask ChatGPT to ask you questions mm -hmm. that that to help ChatGPT, it's it's unbelievable because it's yeah. like it seems very eerie the kind of the thoughtful questions it yeah. puts together and then and able to analyze that information and, and spit out something that's a lot better than than I could do mm -hmm. well, from a marketing perspective. I use it from for some other things as well. Um, for example, I use it to write the script to this podcast. So oh, okay. everything I'm saying is, is yeah, from ChatGPT. Me too. Even all the jokes. So if the jokes <laughs> fail, then it's not, um, our fault. not my fault. 
All right, so we're, but we digress. Yes. We're, we were talking. Um, Entrepreneurship and mental health. And mental health. So the other thing that I do, that I started doing actually in the pandemic, is going on a solo retreat every year. A solo retreat? Yes. Here, get, so get close to that microphone. Oh, I don't sorry, sorry. I'm, like, yeah. I'm getting comfortable yeah, here. I'm, that's I'm good. No, you can pull it towards <laughs> you and, 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 and relax. There we go. Got, got no time limits here. Um, so, yeah, I, I started this in 2020. I rent a cute Airbnb somewhere in some rural area. And um, it's, it's me and my journals and my pens and uh, just kind of retreating from life for a little bit. Wow. Doing a lot of introspection. You know, I've, I've, I've thought about doing that. You know, especially later in life when things get you know hectic around your everyday life, that mm -hmm. would be nice to sort of like unplug. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think to myself, geez, can I be alone in a place like I, like you don't go for just a night or two or, or no? I'm usually there for like four days. Oh wow! Yeah. So you like you're yeah. checked out. I'm checked out. Yeah. I bring one of the dogs. Okay. I bring my more chill dog. And, uh, you know, he and I have a great time. Where, where have you gone that's been <laughs> um, interesting? I've gone to a couple of places in Michigan. Um, last This past year, I went to a place in Wisconsin on a little lake. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've realized that I'm very much a city mouse, and I do not like being way out all by myself. Okay. Like when my porch light is the only thing I can see, I, that freaks that me freaks out. That freaks you out. Yeah, so this year I, I went for neighbors, but also a lake, so I had a view um, do you bring your like? Are you like on the internet or so scrolling social am, media? Actually, well, so um, on my first day, I let myself do whatever I want. So if I want to spend hours on TikTok, TikTok and eat mac and cheese, I do, and no rules on okay. that first day. That's just like settling in. Um, and you know, some do some days I just overdo it on TikTok and mac and cheese. And like so mac and cheese, that's what you would. <laughs> that's like the no rules for Jen is you yeah. know, for the mac and cheese. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like the craft one, like the. The box? Oh, I like the Amy's. Oh, I like, oh, I like the Amy's frozen one. Okay. Those are really good. Yeah. Right, <laughs> so. I like mac and cheese. I would I would go for like can, like candy though, like donuts and oh, gummies sure. and yeah. all that crap. Anyway. Not um, about me. I'll do croissants. I'll bring okay. some croissants. From, like, yeah. little French, French guy, guy yes. Right. Talk about him the too. Best. Um so that's my first day. Is my first day is no expectations. Second day is is really kind of settling into the work. What do I want to get out of this retreat? What am I looking for this okay, year? Okay, so you went with a, 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 some sort of purpose of like, yeah. if there's an issue maybe with work and you just need to like think about it a little deeper or there's or not just a, a simple problem, but maybe an overarching problem yeah. with the entire company that, yeah. that you want to deal with or change the, just ideas you have about business in general, big picture stuff. Big picture stuff, but usually it's even bigger than that. Sometimes it's all, of it, and, and it tends to be very introspective and personal. So it's like, what can I do to get out of my own way? What, what is the mantra I need to come up with this time? Okay. Um, and I, I take a lot of notes, and then I'll, re I'll also review the notes that I did from previous years. Um, in, the, in the months leading up to my retreat, I start to take more notes. It's like things I'm noticing, things that are coming up for me. How can I improve on this is it even aspect. like interpersonal relationships with people and family or how to be a better mother? Or you know, or it can be, but it, it tends to be more overarching. Like, how can I be more patient? How can I be less hard on myself? Um, and and I remember the key takeaway from this, uh, this past retreat was, um, and I didn't get it until like the last minutes mm -hmm. when it all came together, was the mantra, and it was, a combination of, and I'm forgetting the exact mantra, but um, it, it's a combination of this attitude of let's effing go and let's be smart. So, oh, I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was like the, the fire and, and, and brains. Okay, yeah. And yeah. how do you marry those two? Right? Yeah. So that's good. It's like sort of a, like a, you know, I think about, a lot about emotional intelligence. I talk about that a lot on, on previous podcasts because it's something that my father tried to teach me mm. and still tries to teach me this day. I don't think I, I have a very high emotional intelligence. But <laughs> I would think go, doing something like that where, you know, I can reflect. Because, you know, first of all, I don't like thinking about myself, but um, the idea of, of being forced to do like that you know, maybe would be a way for me to sort of like reevaluate again, try to be objective about myself, mm -hmm. um, think of myself differently, and, and especially writing it down because I don't write anything down. But that, yeah. I like that. It's it's a very different way of, of thinking about yourself and 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 life and and how you interact with with you know other people and how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. So. That's that's very interesting. I think I'm 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 keen to give it a try. Yeah, yeah, I, and I I think um, you know all those things the the retreat the journaling, um, therapy all that you need to do it if if you're if you're going to go out and, and build something in the world. Do you have, do you have nice handwriting? Uh, it can be nice. Because that's another thing that yeah. I get distracted by when I'm writing, or at least because well, I don't write yeah. it anymore. But I, I know I'd, nobody writes. I'd anymore. be like very focused on how how the how it looks, oh. you know, and then it would sort of like trail off as the more I, I wrote because not in my hand would get tired or lazy <laughs> but then i'd get distracted by that so I my penmanship and the font and how it all looks oh that's See, interesting i'm letting you in on a little bit of the yeah well then the you, you can type all right fair enough yeah you know you don't have typer. to yeah you don't have to write it out um i actually buy this certain type of notebook and a certain pen like i'm obsessed with this pen okay. and do you want to give me a shout out what kind um, of pen it is I, it's like a pilot g2 okay and uh yeah and then it, it just the way that it flows on this paper it's so great i know what you're talking about when when it when it's smooth it's very tactile very tac the yeah. tactile feel that's important yeah right? oh, i like that <laughs> you have to give me the name of that pen again in the in the journal sure can you buy them at like Walgreens or is that expensive? Yeah, no, you can buy them at Walgreens. All right. Yeah. I'm going to get into this journaling thing. Okay. Give and it a I shot. Think, and then I'll talk. Can I, can I, am I allowed to like show the people on the podcast what I journaled about? Uh, if you want to. It's not like a it's privilege your, to my own. It's your journal. Okay. You can do what you want. And it can just be like one more, one sentence. Like okay. today I did this. Like today was awesome. I got an interview Jen on the Right? It was the best ever. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'll give it a shot. I'm, I'm open to, if I'm going to be a better person. I'll try new things at least once and then I'll give up. Sure. And go back to my old ways. Yeah, but at least you tried it. But at least I can say I, I gave it half ass try. Right. I tried being a new a better person and <laughs> meh. <laughs> it didn't get very far. <laughs> no, not I, I totally will. That's interesting because that the you know that health and wellness and mental health, you know when I was growing up, if you saw a therapist, I mean there was something wrong right. with you. Right. Right. You were journaling, you know, something wrong with this person. It was like, you know, it was tough to be sort of aware that you know you needed help or to ask for help right. in that in that fashion and unfortunate fortunately you know that the tides have, have shifted mm -hmm. and you know you can openly talk about mental health or or that you need help or you know that you do these things that probably 20 years ago i'd say geez that's completely insane right yeah well or nutty but now it's sort of like it's okay. It's it's okay, and and it's it makes perfect sense. I mean, you go to the dentist, you go to the doctor, or at least you should. Right. You know, why don't you go and and talk about your your innards as well? <laughs> you no, know, you're right about your thoughts, your emotions. Your, your emotions. It's because again, the, the '90s was a was a tough time to be emotional. You really, as far as I remember, you you know, it was a sign of weakness, um, especially if you were a guy. You mm -hmm. know, you were not supposed to be emotional and any resource to be tough yeah and not cry or or have emotions that in any way can be interpreted as as weak which is right. it's really 
was too bad, but it sort of impacted who I am today. Yeah. Well, and, and that was true even before then, too. I mean, you know, you're, you're, I'm, I'm sure your grandfather never went to therapy. No. You know, mine never did, of course. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and just because it wasn't really done. And, and you're right. Yeah. If, the, if you went to therapy, there's something wrong with you. But no, it's, it's like going to the dentist. You you're right. Do it. it should be routine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I've had gone to a therapist. I've gone for, you know, a while now. And it, it is that there's like a cathartic feeling when you leave, at least that like, and listen, my therapist sits there. She doesn't say a word. So I don't even know if she's supposed to. But but it doesn't matter because it, for me, it's just like I go there and I can just like, bleh, just yeah. like, like, here's what's going on in my head and my thoughts and my relationships with myself or with other people. And she listens. Yeah. And then I think she like glazes over and she's like, oh, this, okay, listen to this guy again. <laughs> but again, that's my own. I also like taking notes during sessions. Wow, you're very like. Uh, I like to take notes. Take yeah. notes. You keep a whole yeah. diary of, of your life. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and again, it's just like on my phone on the notes app. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it, it's just like really quick things that I just want to remember. You know, part of the reason I take so many notes is because I will forget if I don't. I mean, I, yes. I, you know, yes, it's very nice of you to think that I'm so diligent, but um, in actuality, it's There's because I'm forgetful. There's a function to it. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, you know, again, you're giving me another, another tip that I should take more notes. Because I have a problem. I can't remember passwords. Oh. So I have, a, I, have a, I have a notes on the notes app on my phone. Yeah. Like I'll change a password a thousand times. Yeah. But I got to remember to change it on the notes app. Mm. Otherwise, the system doesn't work. Right. So I'm changing my password constantly yeah. for everything. Oh, it would it would be awful if like I just lost all my passwords. Right. What would I do with I myself? I wouldn't be able to get into my journal because it's on Google Drive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you'd do. You'd, know. you'd be a mess. You'd have to find a new therapist or something. <laughs> all right, but anyway, back to back to Dayhouse, um, because do you so do you incorporate those sort of holistic views of of wellness and health into sort of the fabric of mm -hmm. Dayhouse? Yeah, we right? do. Um, so. We will do events like meditation. We're, have, we're having our first one, I think, on November 1st, I believe, um, where we'll have a, uh, an expert come in and, and lead a group meditation. Mm -hmm. um, but more than that, it's, it's also just, um, and, and yes, healthy snacks. And when we do a member breakfast, it tends to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Although this past month, we did a cereal like a diy cereal station yeah and there were lucky charms because people requested lucky charms my kids eat lucky charms and that yeah. shit, but it's it's really really good <laughs> it's really good you know but that's good for your <laughs> mental health is sometimes treating yeah, yourself but i have a sweet tooth and i take it overboard oh but gotcha again well, then for you there's grape nuts yeah but there's no grapes or nuts in grape nuts. i know so it's, what's it's the really deal funny isn't it yeah. but i'm filled with shit today i'm on a roll <laughs> i think anybody's gonna laugh um, no, all right. So, so, but also, it's it's about like I was telling you earlier, creating those zones of places where you can be, and intentionally creating those zones for if you want to be social, or if you don't want to be social, if you need a lot of light, if you don't want a lot of light that day. So, just thinking about what people need to feel safe and to feel productive is is a big part of just that. It's it's woven into the wellness of our space it's amazing because your space is, is you've put a lot more thought into it. it's just well it's just an office where people can rent out for right some time to come and set up their laptop and do work there's actual um you know you put sort of your own stamp on it of who you are as a person and and you know what interests you and, and what what's helped you in life and, mm -hmm. and i think that translates when you walk through the space i guess now now that i know you a little bit better thinking about it it's sort of like 
That's Jen in office space form. Right? <laughs> I have had other people say that to me before, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. Because now I get it now. I think I have a much different view of, of it's, oh, it's just a, uh, a room to rent. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, th there are some folks who, who just want to, who just want a, rent, a room to rent. You know, there are definitely people who would walk in the day house and be like, there's way too many plants. There's way too much wicker. I don't want to tell you what I do with my weekend. I just want to come in and hide and do my thing. And mm -hmm. for for them, there's other places that they can feel more comfortable in. Um, but this is what I wanted. And, you know, what you put out there in the world is what you attract. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, we were lucky to attract a lot of really awesome people. And I think that's another thing is, is um, I... I talk to my industry colleagues almost daily on different Slack channels and Zoom calls and things mm -hmm. like that. And some of the stuff that people have to deal with is like harsh. And my colleague Jessica and I look at each other all the time. We're like, we've never had to do that. We've been open for almost five years now. Really? Like people like are say like bad reviews or like um, no, just, just like bad behavior in the space. Oh, really? And we've always been super fortunate. Knock on wood. Yeah, people <laughs> are well behaved around here. Yeah, people are, are well behaved and they're um, and they're very kind and conscientious. And when we need to ask them to tone down their volume or something like that, you know, we we, we always get a good response. Like, oh gosh, so sorry about that. Sure. Um, and we don't ha we just don't have any of the horror stories. And I think part of it is because people do kind of self select and they realize how strong our community is. And it's like, well. You know that kind of behavior is going to be going to get noticed, and it's probably not going to yeah, fly here. And I think your space sort of lends itself to a certain type of person yeah. who's, um, you know, not, I don't that corporate or, or crazy. It's, it, there's a vibe there. Yeah. Um, that that I think the energy when you walk in the space that you feel your vibe attracts your tribe. That's right, and that their vibe at day house is is definitely one that I I like. That it's I would encourage everybody to go check it out because it's it's a really great space. Um, and you, you spoke about um, Ravinia. Are you, yeah. You're involved with Ravinia? Because, listen, I've, we can talk about Ravinia because I have very strong emotions about it, feelings about it, opinions about it um, that probably irritate a lot of people. <laughs> um, but w how were you involved with Ravinia? So uh, in 2009, I joined the Associates Board, which is their board for young professionals. And then in 2020, I joined the Women's Board. Um, which has been around um, over 50 years, and it, it's they 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 are often referred to as the heart and soul of Ravinia. So, mm -hmm. you know, women's boards were started in a time when the women were not allowed to be on the board of trustees, or they commonly weren't. So, this was a way of giving them a seat at the table, and um, that tradition has continued. And now it's just a, a great way for women to get involved. Um, with lots of lots of different organizations have women's boards. That's so. right, and, and it's a Highland Park. Institution. Know, organization, it's, institution, it's, sure. It's a national, even even international institution. We're so lucky to have it here. So lucky. Are we? We are. Okay. We are incredibly lucky. I mean, it's the summer home of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, one of the greatest orchestras in the world. Uh, okay. See, here we go. Yeah, uh, here we go. No, listen, I, you know, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about me because okay. I have, you know, my parents, when I was younger, you know, forced me to listen to like uh, classical music. Mm -hmm. I had a piano teacher, um, and all I wanted to learn was cool music. Like something cool, and all he taught me was like Beethoven and show. And I was like, "Can I please?" And he was like, "No, this is what you're gonna learn." Mm. So you know, when you're a kid and and, and a parent or an authority figure tells you that this is how it's gonna be, you know, your your immediate reaction is to say, to is to rebel. 
Yeah. So and again, those feelings have like permeated into my adult life, where it's like I hear classical music and like my eyes glaze over. Oh no, there's some bangers out there. R- a banger. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, like a like a concerto or no, like um, okay, Prokofiev's uh, Romeo and Juliet, the Dance of the Nights. I All mean, right. it's metal. It's metal. It's metal. The fifth movement of Sh- of Shostakovich's Fifth Symphony. Wow, look totally at metal. Have you always been into classical <laughs> yeah. music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but no, those are those are like crank up the stereo. All right. So listen. So we used to go to see the eighteen twelve overture yeah, on Fourth of July. Yeah, that's great. And it was like the, you know they yeah. shoot out the cannons, mm-hmm. um, and that was cool, I guess. But the music was always like, I don't know, wasn't it wasn't for me. And then like you know, so Rubina gets acts that I think. Well, do we, I don't know if we should go down this rabbit hole. Cause I, I get myself <laughs> in trouble. I say I say things about my say my opinions. So here's what a lot of people don't really realize about Ravinia and about um, the the world of live music in general is that a lot of time artists have contracts with like Live Nation or Jam Productions, mm-hmm. and they have to go and play at those stadiums and those venues. Right. Um, you know, I, I say stadiums. You know, we're we're, never, we're not going to get Taylor Swift until she's much older and is doing her classical music see, era. See what you just said there? Until she's because that's to me like Ravinia is like where old acts go to die. Yeah. And, but here's the thing though. I saw or, or where newer acts go to be discovered. Fair because enough. because Fair we enough. can't we can't absorb that many people. We can't have 75 million 75,000 people in you that know, space. I saw two great shows at Ravinia. I saw Steely Dan, mm-hmm. which people laugh at me. They're like Steely Dan, but I love Steely Dan. And then I saw Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett, yeah. which was like, I thought it was going to be, be an eye roll and a snore, snooze fest. It was great. But then I saw, um, who's from Fleetwood Mac? What's her name? Stevie uh, Nicks. Stevie Nicks. And she was great. Yeah. And everybody's there like with their phones, you know, filming her. And I had my camera, one of these cameras with me. And I whip out that camera and the security guard was like, oh, really? Right on top of me. He's like, huh. put that away. What's the thing going to kick you out of here? Uh-huh. And I was like, look around here. And everyone else is filming. But for some reason... I wonder if they have a, a, a photography rule, maybe. I don't know. Well, photography is a loose term then because everybody else seemed to be okay. They mm. seemed to be okay with the other 50,000 people filming Stevie Nicks. She didn't seem like But she was good. She was great. Yeah. So listen, I, I like Ravinia, but um, it's just the classical music thing. I'm like, I think of me as a kid having to go and listen and be tortured. I'll, I'll make you a playlist. Would you? No, of seriously. Of some bangers. Yeah. I'll, put, I'll put on the bangers because I, <laughs> I might listen to it. Because it's funny because my friend who owns the Elmore Pedal, he has like the worst taste in music. And that's the joke between us. And he always is like sending me music to listen to, like Pantera, like these horrible bands. And I don't listen to any of it. And I tell him, I don't, oh, it was great. So send me something and, okay. I'll, and, I'll, and I'll listen to it. Will do. Will do. And then we'll, we'll report back because I'm sure people would be fascinated to know about my opinions <laughs> about <laughs> classical music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after anything other than than the um, I'm just looking through your notes here. The um, are there other um, community outreach programs that you're involved with in Highland Park? Um, for right now, it's pretty much just Ravinia. I'm at a season in my life where I can't devote too busy to yeah exactly. You know, it's like I can I can do I can do four things really well, but if you add a fifth thing, it all the wheels fall off. Exactly, exactly. So that's where my focus is right now. Um, there's so many things I'd like to get involved with um, as time allows and i'm looking forward to that stage of life but mm-hmm. what about expanding um day house oh, into absolutely. a new location absolutely yeah we've been looking around for um for some locations it's it's difficult to find um the right mix of available space in the right location mm-hmm. i mean there is a lot of big open spaces available that are like in in what's called a class a building which is a you know your office tower right. shiny office tower by the highway mm-hmm. you know 
we could go there tomorrow. That's not that's not the vibe. But that's not the vibe. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the vibe is always going to be center of town, accessible huh. to people. And it's tricky to find enough space in that. Um, but it's also tricky to, um, you know, if, if you want to have staff on site, you need to have a certain amount of space in order to absorb that cost. You know, you need an economy of scale. Sure. And um, the unstaffed model, you know, it, 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 it's, it's becoming a little bit more common because I think because um, it's harder to find those large spaces. Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, would you venture outside of Highland Park? I'm just trying to think of, like, oh, yeah, in Highland Park. Like, I'm sure, you know, Northbrook, uh, Northbrook seems to be, like, very class A, sort of those yeah, office buildings. Yeah. But I like you know, that down-home, like, community feel. Like, right. I, I get that vibe. Right, like yeah. That. No, we've, we've got a list of, uh, of places we're looking, and, um, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's like dating, you know? You think you yeah, think you find the one, yeah. and and then you get a red flag and you got to walk away. You no, know, it's like yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. It's like dating, or is it like, you know, you get married and then you're like, oh wait a minute, she this isn't so great. Hmm. Or is that, that's too well, far that down would the be, line. That would be like if you moved in. Yeah. If you signed the like lease, you did, like you didn't do your due diligence with the inspection. Right. Right. Yeah. If you signed the lease and you you got into it and you realized it wasn't what you wanted. Yeah, you need to annul that thing real quick. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 the if the grown-ups will let you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring the grown-ups in the room to let. Do you ever feel that way? Like, like where the grown, where the where the responsible ones going to come tell me what I'm doing? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I guess part of the imposter syndrome is like having those feelings. Yeah. All right. Any anything else that um, yeah you want to talk about? Did we, did we cover it all? We say it all? We say too much? You know what? I I I think I'll close off with I think coworking can save the world. Really? Yes. I think coworking is so needed to build community. Um, to create a place where people feel accepted, and there's lots of different flavors of co-working out there, and I think you know the, the more the better, um, and it's, it's good for the environment. Not as much commuting. You know, I, I agree with you, and I'll tell you why. Because going to an office and like the commute and that grind of of daily work life is taxing, mm -hmm. and it definitely makes you feel sort of like what's you know what's the point? You know, not you just sort of get like um, it, it wears you down. It's a yeah. grind. So the idea of having, you know, a, a more positive space that's more, you know, more community-based and laid back, I think you're right. Could maybe, you know, influence people to, to be better in, in their jobs, daily life, feel well, better it, about themselves. It's all the office com camaraderie without the office politics. Oh, there you go. You know, so you can be real with your co-working around the, fellow around members. Around the, uh, the, the water machine. Uh, around the water cooler, exactly. And they're not going to judge you or think, ooh, maybe I shouldn't give Aaron that project. You know, he just said he's going through this big thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, we better call human resources. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> oh, I like that. No, no, when you said save the world, I, you know, there's definitely some, some truth to that. I mean, the idea of, of those things, I think, are because daily life, you, you get caught up in that. You don't realize that it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Right. And I exactly. Think, I think Dayhouse offers that. See how life could be different. Right. In terms of what you do from, you know, 830 to 6. Make your day five. better. Make your day better. Why not? Your boss would be happy. You'd be had more productive. It's a win-win. Absolutely. You're happy because you got more clients and sure more, and more people <laughs> signing up. All right. So if we want to get a hold of, of day working, how do we how do we find you and, and the day working co working space? Day house. Uh, day house. Day, 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 day working. <laughs> We're gonna edit that one out. Let's start again. <clears throat> how do we get a hold of you and day house? Um, so dayhousecoworking.com, and um, you can email us welcome at dayhousecoworking.com. There you go. Said it all. Thanks for coming. Yeah, anything else? 
Any other knowledge you want to drop? I think uh, we're good. We talked about um, classical music. We talked about retreats. Yeah, you're going to get me that, that playlist. Yeah, I sure okay. am. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Not in a CD. I don't have a CD player. So you're going to. What's a CD? Yeah, exactly. Um, MP3 style. Yeah. All right. I mean, I've seen there's a thousand. See, this is the hard note. I have to, have to turn off the microphone. It's, it's time to say goodbye. That's a very Midwestern thing. It's hard for us to say goodbye. It's a long goodbye. I yeah. think it's a very Jewish thing. We say the oh, long sure, goodbye. Sure, it's like sure. you're like trying to walk out of the house and I say, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, <laughs> Mom, I'm just I'm trying to leave here. I'm trying to say goodbye. I don't want to start another conversation. Um, because now I think I have to be funny and affable. Yeah. The pressure's on me now. But actually, you can just hit stop. No, actually, my daughter said, Dad, here's what you have to do when you end your show. <clears throat> you like this. You look in the camera and you say this. Stay calm and slay on. Oh, I love that. Do you? Yeah. What does it even mean? Stay calm. Yeah. What does slay on? Slay. You're going you're gonna to go and slay the day. So you seem to uh, understand millennial speak or young people speak. Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Or I guess they're probably Gen Alpha at this Is point. Is that the next one? Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Uh, so you have to say into the camera. Okay. It's, yeah, now your turn. Um, stay calm. Stay calm and slay and on. And slay on. All right, and then we hit. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in the next one.